BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. back to the hollow sky podcast we're your host steven and kyle thank you lovely listeners for tuning back in with us today and thank you for sharing us with all your weird ass friends because that's what makes the show go round absolutely all you bunch of weirdos hope you're all doing awesome out there hope everything's going the way you want it to and you're living your best fucking life and some other stuff yeah for sure but kyle's gonna bring us a dope-ass episode on the Wendigo today, so hang around through all the business for that. And we got ourselves a little listener experience submitted, so we'll get into that too. But first, the fucking business. You know the deal. Always. Check us out at all our social medias, uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Howl Sky Podcast. Just search us up. Come and hang out at the fan group. Add yourself to it. Fucking just hang out. Share weird stories you come across, weird memes, your own weird stories. The whole fucking nine yards just get it hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) if you have a listener experience oh on youtube make sure you subscribe that's an easy way to listen and watch videos of nothing but our logo yeah which is fucking tight hopefully that'll change in the near future when we stop being broke fucks true and get some sweet gear speaking of gear there was no fizz on that at all no there's gonna step it up fucking flat it's still kind of crispy. Anyway, if you got a weird story you'd like to tell us, Kyle's going to tell you how to do it. You can call us at 877-800-HOLLOW, or you can use your voice memo app on your smart device, record your story, then shoot it over to the email, which is going to be hollowskypodcast at gmail.com. You can also write your stories in. You can... Text us. Just do whatever you got to do to get us them creepy ass stories, so we can talk about them. It's Hell one yeah. of one of the favorite things that we do. We like to read and react and try to figure out what the fuck is happening to you guys. Yeah, it's dope, and we're kind of running low. So yeah, it's time to step your game up. Sasquatch call. Woo. Everybody, <laughs> get your stories in. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, speaking of podcasts, if you listen to us on Apple or iTunes, uh, feel free to hop over and leave us a five star waiting r- waiting five star rating and review. We will happily shout you out. Uh, it's just a good way to help support us. It kind of drives us through the charts and makes us easier to be found for people looking for creepy ass paranormal shows. It'll help us pop up. 
So today's five-star rating and review is brought to us by, I'm probably going to say this wrong, so I apologize, Lalo Almaguar. We're going to roll with it. Uh, it says the best podcast, five stars. Such an amazing podcast. I could listen to this all day. Dope. Thank you. Yeah, that's so awesome. We appreciate I it. I love reading shit like that. Yeah. And just the ego everybody, boost. yeah, for sure. Uh, but everybody knows that I don't have Facebook and all that jazz. But the people around me do. And I recently discovered that. Some of you weird motherfuckers out there want to meet up with us. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you guys? We're not that cool, we promise. <laughs> it is super flattering. It's mind-blowing. Yeah, it's hard to wrap our minds around the fact that people want to hang out with us. That people even want to talk to us or listen to us Yeah, is one thing, but now you people want to meet us. Which is dope. And we got people wanting to buy shirts and shit which is also dope it's fucking weird we're thinking about speaking of which we're thinking about starting a patreon which i if you're not familiar with patreon it's kind of like a subscription based like donation process you can set up for your podcast and then listeners can donate two dollars a month or five dollars a month or whatever set up in the tiers and the podcasters uh offer additional stuff yeah so to speak some people do additional content some people do like promotional uh merch that you can only get through patreon we're kind of flirting with that idea if anybody would be interested let us know and if you have any suggestions for uh tiers shit that you guys want like special stickers or shit like that t-shirts or if you're interested in additional content let us know we really want your feedback before we pull a trigger on something like this but for the most part, it's just to help to support our hosting fees and help support getting new merch done. And if we do manage to set up some kind of meetup in the future, it'll go to fees toward that. Maybe like having an open bar or some shit where everybody gets together. And um, just get so, yeah. shit faced and get abducted. Well, that went a different route I thought it was going to. I'm there with you guys. But yeah, think about it. Look into Patreon and if you guys if that's something you all are interested in, definitely let us know and we're we want your suggestions as to what kind of uh goodies you get in the tiers that you are thinking about subscribing to, so to speak. So we want to get it put together something that you guys want, so let us know. Yeah. That'd be dope. Yeah, and we could always use equipment and you know, we've talked about trying to go out to places like Stardust Ranch, Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, that would fucking be fucking weird shit show. Weird ass places like that. We I changed the name from Hollow Sky to Shit Show. Yeah, I know. I'd be scared as fuck. Like, there, but there's not a doubt in my mind that if we had the opportunity to go to like Stardust Ranch, I'm, I'm going to Stardust Ranch. And I'm, if I have a GoPro, happen. you can watch me fist fight an alien. Yeah, or you're an probably, interdimensional being. You'll probably watch me scream and flip it off. <laughs> I, Somebody posted a meme on the Facebook page. God damn it, I can't remember what it was, but I laughed so hard. So helpful. It was. I'm going to have to find it. I wasn't prepared to think about it. I have no idea what it was, but I laughed really hard. It was. It's awesome. There was something about. I had a dream that somebody made a a cartoon of us. Like an actual (laughs) mini 15 minute episode of a cartoon. And all I remember from it is, it was like Scooby Doo, and you and me were walking with flashlights, and then something jumped out and scared scared us from behind, and all we did was scream and turn around and flip it off. <laughs> that sounds exactly <laughs> exactly how it would go. I know. <laughs> Damn it! Let me find it. it. Made sorry, me laugh. For, sorry for wasting everyone's time, but it happens. Holy shit! It was funny. Oh. Yeah, this <laughs> says how I imagine imagine our two favorite podcasters in an investigation, and it's got two ghost hunters investigating and one of them is screaming eat my ass spirits and the other one's crying saying please don't eat my ass spirits <laughs> well i mean it basically be you and me pretty much spot on yeah anyway i went off on a tangent there no, that's good it's we're good. gonna bring it back around we promise maybe yeah no okay speaking of listener uh submissions uh, if you guys want to get those in, Kyle just told you how. Today's is brought to us by our friend Olivia. She submitted this 
quite a while ago, so I apologize not getting to it, but we kind of just are all over the place. <laughs> That's who we are. We're not good at planning. No, so, we're not. We're just kind of winging it and falling where we fall. It's what it is. Yeah. It's what it is. So, so it's got to bug us. This is from Olivia. She says, hello, gentlemen. My name is Olivia, and I'm excited to finally be able to sit down and write out me and my family stories for you guys. Sorry if the format is weird. I'm on mobile. Also, this is long, so here it goes. It all started when my mom was a kid. She would hear whispers and jumbled words like statics, but with bo- but with voices. Sometimes they would echo, get louder inside her head, until she'd yell at them to stop. When she got older, she was tested for schizophrenia and received a negative. She also told me of an experience she had of laying of her laying in a bed next to her sleeping boyfriend. She said that she felt a bad presence standing next to her, trying to coax her out of bed, pretending to be him. She heard his voice in her head telling her that it was him and that it was okay, but she needed to get up and follow him. She said she was paralyzed in fear, knowing and feeling her boyfriend was asleep next to her, while also feeling something evil looming over her. When she felt it eventually leave, she opened her eyes to see the demonic boyfriend walking away down the hall, which apparently her real boyfriend wasn't any better because when she woke him up and told him what happened, he was rude and told her to go back to sleep. (laughs) What a dick. Anyway... She also had an out-of-body experience, but to my knowledge, that's fairly common, but still creepy. Cut to later, after my mom had my sister, my brother, and I. Growing up, it was just us four. We moved around a lot, partly due to there being mold in the house, and partly because every house we moved into seemed to be haunted. My earliest memory, we lived in the Red House. That's in quotes, what she calls it. Here, my mom experienced the sound of glass breaking in the middle of the night. When she went to investigate, she found nothing. She also heard old music playing in what sounded like the attic, but when she checked, the music stopped, and she, again, didn't find anything. One day, my brother didn't know what to do with all of his shoes he had no room for, no room for in his closet, and our mom told him to just put the shoes in pairs and line them up against the wall. He did so and went about his day playing. When he went back into his room, his line of shoes had curved out into the middle of the floor by themselves. Another day, all four of us were outside together when my brother had to go inside to use the restroom. He kept the door open like a typical seven-year-old when soon something caught his eye. As he looked over, he saw a dark apparition of a man gliding toward our dining room, looking back at my brother. He was described as having a trench coat, transparent legs, black curly hair, and red eyes. My mom said he ran out of the house with his pants barely up. The last straw at the house was when it... was when it was a normal day with everyone just hanging out inside when suddenly the house shook. It felt as if a huge pipe had burst underground. When my mom called the cops and the fire crew checked it out, nothing was broken and everything was fine. We were the only ones, or we were the only house on the block that felt it. At our next home, I was age 8 to 11 and a lot of shit happened there. My sister saw somebody out of the corner of her eye walk into the kitchen while she was looking, uh, looking in the bathroom mirror. My sister called for her, entered the kitchen, and even got halfway down our basement stairs when she realized no one was down there and my mom wasn't even home. Another time I was in the dining room facing the front of the house while my mom was on the front porch talking on the phone. I was too lazy to walk through the living room and out in the front door to get her attention, so in hopes she would hear me uh, yell, I called her name loudly. From the part of the living room I couldn't see and never liked, I heard a whisper or I heard a woman respond with, yeah. I stood up in shock and asked my sister if she just responded to me, and she answered with a very annoyed no. Another time I was plugging in a blow dryer on the side of my room. In the corner behind me, I had a four-foot cubby with an old plastic coffee jar on top. And it was just some change and some hair ties. The metal change against the plastic was always loud when I moved it. So when I heard that distinct clanging noise, I turned around to see the jar two feet away on the floor sitting straight up. And some other, some other weird stuff happened here and there. And eventually found out spirits were attached or attracted to our light when I came outside during my mom's garage sale to tell her something had just happened. A woman medium overheard us and told us what she felt. She also sent a cat into the light, apparently. I tried staying in touch with her via email, but since I was a kid, I didn't really keep up with it. Thank you for reading, and I'll send part two shortly. All right. Thank you so much for submitting your story, Olivia. Yeah. And we'll tune in. Everybody make sure to tune in next week for part two. That's when we're going to read it. Um, it brings me to the question that I often ask, like, is a place haunted or are people haunted? Not to exactly try where to I was going. freak you out. But since this started um, when your mother was younger and it's kind of carried over and you said you moved a lot of houses and all of them seemed haunted... 
I don't know if anybody's that lucky or unlucky to move into a haunted house every single time. They no, move. no, 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 no. I thought the exact same thing as soon as you said it. I'm like, it's not the houses that are haunted. It's it's you guys. And like that's basically what the psychic told him is that for whatever reason, the spirits are attracted to their light, yeah. which I don't know much about that in, in aspect to all this, but it makes sense. It's basically saying, you know, they're attracted to you. Uh, it sounded like some of the encounters would have fucking sucked. Like seeing the curly headed dude with red eyes, that would have creeped yeah, me out. Yeah, that's weird. That would have creeped me out. <laughs> the story of your mother about the two boyfriends really messed with me because you had one laying in bed to you next to you or her and then she had another one standing next to her and you know the one standing next to you is not the right one at least you think but you'll still question but it's telling you that it is the right one and to follow it it's almost like that that scary story where the little girl's crying for her dad She's laying in bed and the little girl says, dad, there's a monster under my bed. So the dad goes under the bed to look, to look for the monster. And when he raises the covers up under the bed, the little girl's under the bed and she goes, dad, there's a monster in my bed. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. So now you're like, oh shit. What? Which one's my daughter? Yeah. Just burn the whole house down. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's everything, I guess. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely inclined to say that you I think the medium hit it spot on when they said that um the spirits are attracted to you and your family personally. Like maybe maybe they see something in you guys that's like I don't know, enlightening, you know, maybe, maybe. they see you as their ticket to to pass on, so and to speak. Maybe you're just a family of sensitives. Yeah, could be. You know. I'm Kind of anxious to get to part two and see what else happened. Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, the feeling of evil is one thing. Yeah. But it almost, it's almost not like physically threatening evil. You know what I mean? Like, there's some there's some weird shit that happened that's scary, but it doesn't quite seem like yeah. anything physically hurt them so far. No. And I mean... He, like you, like you just said, I mean, you see a ghost or the the shadow person, a shadow person. You see that, A, it's going to scare the fuck out of you, and B, I mean, you might take it as an evil spirit because it was black. doesn't necessarily mean that it was, but we kind of uh, associate. darkness yes, to Yes, exactly. Terror. Exactly. They, uh, and talking about watching the... Shadow move from the kitchen reminds me of my house specifically, which I haven't actually seen it move in a long time. Usually when I'm on midnights, I'll see it because I'm up all night. Right. Even on my days off, I don't flip my sleep schedule. So I'll be in there watching television and shit and I'll see it walk same path every day. I almost feel some sort of empathy for it because it does the same thing. Every time I see it. It just stuck in a constant loop. Yeah. Like, does it even know? Probably not. It's fucked up. Anyway, thank you again so much, Livy, for uh, submitting you and your family's stories. Uh, Everybody tune in to our episode next week. We'll get to part two. Um, Hopefully it's just as weird as this one. Uh, With that, Kyle's going to magically whisk us away into the realm of the Wendigo. Yeah, buddy. Hell yeah. That's one of my favorite... uh, paranormal entities likewise i've looked into it for a long time since i was young and there's just something about the lore and the native american history with it that just really sparks my imagination oh yeah and like we have attested a million times and i'll do it a million more like i i really get into native american beliefs it's something that just completely takes hold of me and I don't know, just it's fucking fascinating. But uh yeah, I chose the wind to go. And here we go. The evil spirit that devours mankind. That's one of the kind of breakdowns of the wind to go. It has been a trademark of the deep, cold, dark forests in the north. During the turn of the twentieth century, a large number of people went missing mysteriously. The Algonquin yep, people. Algonquin attributed this to the Wendigo, 
or the spirit of lonely places. The Wendigo is said to be one of two things. A physical being, some people think it is a distant relative of Bigfoot. Other people claim that it could be a form of werewolf. It sometimes has the head of a stag. And other times it was more of a monster version of a man. Just kind of like picture a man eroded and just hideous basically. Another really fucked up description was that the beast would actually grow in proportion to the size of the meal it just ate, making it impossible <laughs> like me for the creature to ever be satisfied. Also like me. <laughs> but if you if you envision that, that is fucking terrifying. Yeah, that's And what horrible that would be utterly shitty to live that life. Yeah. You're all, you know, your body would constantly be changing to compensate for that meal just so it knows you'll never be satisfied no matter how much you eat. Yeah. We'll just keep making you bigger so you can't be satisfied. Um, there were reports. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, exactly. There were reports that say the creature can be up to 15 feet tall, that the body of the Wendigo is almost always described as emaciated. The Wendigo has. L- long sharp claws and massive eyes like an owl most accounts agree that the skin is almost of an ashy tone usually the wendigo is said to have extreme speed and agility he can also endure walking for long periods of times also like me well some reports (laughs) some reports that his walk is more of a haggard manner like he's falling apart and then you'll hear the counter-argument, well, that doesn't make sense if he has extreme speed and agility. But walking and running are two completely different things, so that's kind of my take on that, just because he's walking. Yeah, he could do it to make you think like he's weak and frail. Right. And you go up there, and then he eats you. You're right. And he gets three times as big. That would suck. It would be terrifying. The spirit version of this beast is said to be able to possess humans and give them the same desire of flesh that he himself has it apparently the spirit version fucking cannibals the spirit version would target people who were overcome with greed selfishness or being a glutton there's one thing i hated about the midwest and still do it's all the fucking cannibals yeah i agree the midwest does suck i don't know i don't know the logic between the cannibals but there, there probably is a couple cannibals out there somewhere. All the fucking cannibals. <laughs> um, there was a native author named Basil H. Johnson described the Wendigo, and his description of it was that it was gaunt to the point of eman- emaciation. Its dissected skin pulled tightly over its bones. With its bones pushing over its skin, its complexion, the ash gray of death and its eyes pushed back deep into the sockets. The Wendigo looked like a giant skeleton recently disinterred from the grave. What lips it had were tattered and bloody. Unclean and suffering from separations of the flesh, the Wendigo have off a strange and eerie odor of decay and decomposition, of death and corruption. Most accounts of this creature say that they are almost impossible to escape. They are relentless in the fact that they are they are relentless if they have to pursue you. And on grunge.com, they actually which a lot of you may remember the first Jurassic Park. Uh you remember when the girl is hiding in the room and there's a velociraptor out, outside and he starts to oh, tap. Well, he's clicking on the uh the door handle. And he figures out how to open the door. They apparently compare the Velociraptor to the Wendigo in the sense that it doesn't have any problems opening doors. Great. So basically they're saying no matter what, if you encounter this creature and it per- it decides to pursue you, you're fucked. You're not getting away from it because it knows how to open doors. And it's got extreme speed and agility. Like it is set to win. And there's also the the theory that even if you were to escape, 
that the encounter itself affects the human soul. I've heard stories about people who have reportedly encountered Wendigos, and it's to the point to where they hear them either trying and successfully mimicking. Yeah. I'm not trying to mow your lawn here again. No, no, no. If you get get into that, but mimicking not only their own voices that they hear, like, like they'll hear them repeat things that they've said over and over and over again to try to mimic their voice, but they will also hear them essentially mimicking voices of people that they know. Like one report was a woman's, uh, or a guy's dead mother. He heard her calling from the woods. That'd be fucked up. Yeah, which is, it's a whole different level of fucking terrifying. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, right here I wrote, not to mention in its own turf, it thrives in the cold, which humans mostly do not. And as we've all heard, is that the Wendigo possesses the ability to mimic oh, human shit. voices. Yeah, I didn't mean to fucking jump in no, too it's early. Good. But to note, like I, I write here, to worsen that, is it will usually try to mimic someone you know or love. If it can't, there's also been accounts that it will sound like a crying baby. Oh, yeah, because who would, like, it's human nature to try to go help a baby. And then in these accounts, what happens is that it'll mimic the crying baby. You'll start to pursue it, and then consistently the cries will get far, like, they'll just stay just out of, it's almost like they're moving with your your movements. And what it's said to be trying to do is lure you further and further into the woods, basically ensuring that you won't be getting away, that it's going to have its meal because you took the bait. And, and I, can, hearing, the, hearing people describe the encounters, especially of it, it mimicking, or it almost, it's almost like it speed learns. Yeah, how to do it like it'll it'll start repeating something like like let me in or unzip the tent and then you'll hear it just one after another after another repeating itself and repeating itself until it perfects it until it sounds almost exactly like yeah. you or someone in your party and uh, to my I was Which unable to terrifying yes I was unable to find a lot like those types of accounts where people have actually like seen the Wendigo and got away there's a there's one that I'm bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly. When you place your first wager at bet MGM, simply download the bet MGM app and sign up using code champion 150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Found, I don't know if there's a lot of validity to it, but it was of a, a guy driving and there was something on the side of the road and he pulled over thinking it was a human. And he says, he's like, hey, like, you okay? And then it turns to him, and he's like, all I saw was its eyes sunk way back into its head, and I knew it wasn't human, so I put my foot on the gas. Because it started, see, uh, yeah, it turned towards him. He's seen it, and then it started, like, approaching his vehicle, and he's like, fuck this. Pedal to the metal, baby, and he got out of there. I'm out, dog. I would have done the exact same thing. So fuck this thing. Yep, that is... Too much for me. Yeah, it. Fuck, it would be so scary, dude. I, don't, I would wouldn't fucking stop for people at night anyway. Right. Yeah. Especially when it goes. Oh man. But another thing that I found that I wasn't quite aware of was that it's also said per the lore that the older a Wendigo gets, the stronger it actually becomes. It'll become faster, stronger. It even heals faster. And apparently, the OG Wendigos, which I found this kind of interesting, 
when you look into and Steve will pick it up, but like the other day I just watched uh Missing Four Hundred One The Hunted. Cool documentary. I recommend watching it. But Dave Politis has a list of things that he references the cases to, like uh, sudden weather changes, uh, separation, blah, 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 blah. But it's fucked up. I'm reading this, I'm writing this report, and I stumble across this about how it becomes stronger, faster, heals faster. But apparently the OG Wendigos have the ability to change the weather. (laughs) And they have the ability to call upon darkness before sunset it also apparently gains the ability to manipulate creatures of the forest as well so and then how many times not saying that it is a direct correlation but how many stories when it comes to the woods all of a sudden everybody shuts the fuck up yeah it's like exact and i'm taking it in uh level even further because in a lot of the missing 411 cases as soon as the search party gets together, horrible storms come in. Yeah. Snowstorms right. or lightning and wind thunderstorms. And then, like you said, manipulates animals. So everything gets quiet. Yeah. Uh, search dogs don't yeah. act the way they're supposed to fucking act. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. They don't, they don't pick up scents. They get scared. Yep. Dude. It's it's fuck. I'm not saying that it is a direct correlation. No, that's a good, that's a good uh, crossover there. Yeah, but it just, like, I, I'm... When I read the ability to control the weather, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, once you start talking about it, I'm like, there's something to up. this. And like, and like I stated before, that yeah, brother. a lot of people think that the Wendigo is at least a relative of Bigfoot. I'm not sure as to why. I'm sure that it has to do something with Native American. But there, and then I've, I also read that when it comes to this, the actual, whether it's the, the physical form or the spiritual form of the Wendigo and the natives, apparently the natives, which they are like this with a lot of things, but especially this type of shit, if you're not invited to talk to them, if you're not a part of their their tribe, if you're basically an outsider, they won't even fucking think about telling you these stories. Yeah, these stories are for their people. From what I hear, they're they're v- very adamant on you being invited. Yes. In. Like Which I is, respect. Oh, absolutely. It's that's you that's know, their history and their culture, you know. Yeah, and, and upon to be reading, taken into that is something special. Exactly, exactly. Like like I told you about when I went to uh Shauna's family reunion and they had a little powwow where they're they're doing the drums and singing like I, to be, me that be was awesome. Dude, it was, I don't know. I told Sean, I said, that was probably one of the coolest fucking thing I've seen in a long time. Yeah, that'd be pretty dope. It was just, you felt, I don't know, it just made me feel some type of way. It was, it was interesting to say the least, but that was, but it made me think when I was reading that, that if say a Native American were to listen to this episode and I somehow disgrace the the lore of the Wendigo or or get facts wrong. Please reach out. I, w- I would love nothing more to talk to you people about these types of things. Um, and just I I want you to know that we do, like if you've listened to any other episode, you know that I hold the Native American beliefs in crazy high regard. For some reason, it resonates with me, and I don't know. Like we've always talked about whether whether. A lot of people believe it or not, like Steve says, where there's smoke, there's fire. And that's just kind of how I feel when it comes to the the natives and their beliefs and the things that they've had to deal with throughout their life. Yeah, I was I was thinking that as we were talking earlier, when you were describing the Wendigo and it, it goes forth into like Sasquatch and Skinwalkers and even if they were not encountering these beings physically they were encountering encountering something in the forest so fucking terrifying that yeah. this was the only way that they could put it to words you yeah. know what i mean yeah for sure so it makes it makes you wonder like yeah. what in the fuck was going on right there? exactly but on the contrary to all you people afraid of going into the woods i've got some good news for you 
apparently the Wendigo can be killed. And here's how you kill it. I'm going to go ahead and let you know. That way, if you're ever camping in the deep wood and you have to fist fight a Wendigo, I'm going to tell you how to survive it. Holy water. No. Uh, Silver bullet. Yes. Hell yeah. Yes. Stake through the heart. Yes. Hell yeah. But. This is sounding an awful lot like some other horror movie trope. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if there's any validity or truth to this, but Werewolves. here we go. The main weakness is usually the heart. It's said that, I mean, there are, there are native beliefs that even, even the monster itself is made of nothing but ice, but there are variations where the heart is usually ice. It's solid ice. So what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to smash their heart. Now, how are you supposed to smash their heart? With a silver blade. A silver stake, bullet, chopsticks, basically anything silver that can reach the heart. And that's not all. It gets better. It really does. So after you've smashed the heart with a silver object, then you must pick up all the shattered pieces of the heart. (laughs) This is starting to sound like a lot of fucking work. It is a lot of work. It gets worse. (laughs) Just take me when to go. Then you have to put all those shattered pieces into a silver box. Once you do that, you obviously lock the box. Then you take the box to a graveyard and bury it. Any specific graveyard or just no, any just, just a graveyard. I've also read Copy that, that I've also read that with the body of the Wendigo, you're supposed to um dismember it and burn it. So basically it's going to oh. take you about a week, a solid week. So you have to pick up the heart to get pieces. Rid of it. And bury them. Yeah. And then you have to dismember the ice body and burn, burn it. it. What if it melts before you get back? I guess that's a good thing. I don't know. Does but it, even then, it where doesn't... Where it melts, does it grow baby Wendigos? Probably. Fuck that. But even then, uh, it's they basically said that it's not even a guarantee that it's going to prevent you. Because if it's true, oh. the Wendigo can also be a spirit form. Well... Guess yeah. what you just did? Yeah, while you're picking up all the pieces of the heart, it's just embedding itself in your brain. Right? Now you're the one to go. Awesome. Congratulations. You fucked up. <laughs> now, according to allthingsinteresting.com, there were many accounts of strange things happening in Quebec to the Rockies, and they were all familiar are similar to a particular case. But first, most of the sightings were reported between 1800 to the 1920s in that era. There are still a couple. It, it kind of thins out now, but you still do have the occasional report of it. In 1907, an Algernon Blackwood wrote about the Wendigo. It said that there was a hunting party that was venturing into the Canadian woods who all encountered one of these monsters. Ironically enough, around the same time, a member of the Cree tribe named Jack Fiddler told a minister about his ability to defeat Wendigos. Fiddler was a shaman who claimed to have killed 14 Wendigos in his time. In some accounts, he was killing locals before they turned into the actual creature. <laughs> I've read this story so, before. You know, I mean... He's just being preemptive. Yes. Doing the Lord's work. Yes. Um, After killing a woman... Because you know what's easier than killing a Wendigo? What's that? Killing a person before it becomes a Wendigo. Exactly. I mean, it makes perfect sense, right? Yeah. Don't knock it. I'm not going to fight it when it goes full Wendigo. I'm going to go ahead and take it out now. Hell no. While it's easy. It's 15 fucking feet tall. I know. And it's made of ice. When it's five foot two. Exactly. And... I don't have I I don't have very many uh ice bullets laying around no. or I mean silver bullets laying around. I fucking I buried them all the last 13 when exactly. I Um I get it. But apparently it. with poor Jack here, he killed a woman. Him and his brother killed a woman and obviously she was a woman to go. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> You could just tell. You could just yeah. tell oh, by yeah. that look in her eye. Yeah, exactly. And well, they they both got arrested. Now, That's Jack, weird. Jack. Why he... would someone arrest a dude doing 
a service. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Ignorant. It's fucking weird. Pure ignorance it is. on that on the town's part. It is. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently Jack's like, yeah, fuck this. Which it, this doesn't even make any sense to me. So J- Jack, Th- this is the part that's, that's yeah, muddy in the water. Oh wait, just wait. It's gonna get fucking stupid, okay? And it's just two sentences I have here. But the more you think about it, you're like this makes no fucking sense. So Jack gets arrested for killing this this lady, and he's like, "Yeah, um, fuck this jail thing." So he escapes. Oh, he gets out free and clear. Deuces, I got Wendigos to kill. Right. No. What's he do? He goes and fucking hangs himself. Oh. Well. So Probably you, because he was possessed by a Wendigo. He was doing another service. Oh, This probably, man stepped yeah. up to the plate twice I now. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, He's like, yeah, correct. my luck went bad, so I'm, yeah. I'm out. His brother, on the other hand, Joseph, I don't even really know what the fuck this means, but uh, I guess he just hung out in jail, and days before his release... He died of what I, it's called consumption. Consumption. I don't fucking know. Let's look it up. Google, take me away. I don't know. Consumption. I feel stupid. A wasting disease, oh. especially pulmonary tuberculosis. Oh, so that sucks. Uh, yeah. So yeah. he was consumed by a Wendigo from the inside. It's possibly. It's possible. Which is kind of odd it's ironic. when you think about... The de- the description of a Wendigo always being emaciated, yeah, and he essentially turned into what is described as a Wendigo. Yeah, that's fucking weird. That's what you get for trying. That's what you get for trying to help people out and kill some Wendigos. Yeah, I agree. It just, I mean, you can't win for no, losing. No in, good in society. No good deed. Right. A lot of people don't believe that the actual Wendigo is real. They attribute these stories to the violent nature of the natives, which is fucking bullshit. Um, Some people also claim that these stories didn't start to surface until the natives met the Europeans. Then you have the stories of the Wendigo, which people attribute to the stress the Native American communities faced. So, you know, people attacking them, uh, the harsh landscapes, the, the running out of food, all that terrible stuff that they ended up having to endure. And I mean that that kind of makes sense when the Europeans were invading. What better way to keep them out of your forest than True. telling them that there's a cannibalistic fifteen foot monster out there waiting for you? That's true. But those tales are still told to this day. So, hmm. Interesting. Any, anyways, um, as usual, what fucking the modern Western world does because we're all so fucking sophisticated. <laughs> What do they do? They go ahead and they put a a name to it. You know, this isn't a spirit. This isn't this isn't an actual creature. No, silly. It's it's a mental illness, like everything else on the fucking planet. We can't explain it. So obviously, this dude is just fucked up in the head. They they ironically enough call it Wendigo psychosis. It's apparently a mental illness that manifests itself. In a hunger for human flesh. Hey, just a psychosis <laughs> thing, right? It's all in your brain. Right. But you want to eat the guy next door? It's in your brain. Yeah, exactly. It's just a mental illness, dude. But there's actually been many accounts of this popping up. And the weird part is that it never seems to be associated with actually being hungry. Dude, that's what I told you. The most part of the, about the Midwest is all the fucking cannibals. Right. Most of the cases just pop up out of nowhere, too. Like, there's nothing that leads to it. It's almost like people just become rabid and start eating the fuck out of almost each other. Almost like they're possessed. Almost. By a Wendigo. That's, that's kind of what I think. But bum, bum, bum. one of these stories, which I find very interesting, was in the 1600s. The French missionaries of the Jesuit order traveled to North America. In the areas, what are Montreal, Quebec, and other northern regions? Now, of course, these people would come over in hopes to convert natives to Christianity, etc., etc. But upon running into these indigenous people, they started to share stories with them about the Wendigo. And the Jesuits 
published a book called Relations des Jesuits de la Novella France, or simply put, The Jesuit Relations. I like that version better. The other one's way harder. (laughs) (laughs) One story described how they were supposed to meet a group of men, but the men were overcome with mysterious psychosis, which they go on to describe. The men became so ravenous for human flesh that they pounced on women, children, and even other men and would devour them without being able to appease their appetite. The account went on to say that the men all had to be put down because they wouldn't break out of this condition. Had to be put down. No matter. I fucking love it. They would constantly <laughs> continue like a rabid animal. So, could I mean, I, I picture that in my head, and I'm like, what in the actual It'd be like a fuck? zombie apocalypse. But like in the 28 Days Later version yeah. where they're literally like a rabid dog on the end of a chain, yeah. Just lunging at you, trying to bite your fucking leg off. Um, Kind of ties into this, but kind of not. One of my favorite cannibal movies. Oh, there's so many cannibal movies out there. You have a favorite, Steve? Blah, blah, blah. Weird. Anyway, it's called Ravenous, and it's about this uh, group of explorers, I guess you'd call it, or out in the Northwest, and it kind of goes the route you think it would go. Not going to spoil it. Check it out. It's dope. No. Check it out. I don't fucking like Ravenous. that shit. Uh, there's a scene with a gigantic fucking bear trap, and it's dope. That sucks. Yeah. Sounds shitty. You got to watch it. I got it on DVD if you want to borrow it. No, nah, I'm good. All right, dope. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> okay, so anyways, the last story that I have here, and this is a pretty fucking weird one. There was a, there was a man named Swift Runner, and he was a part of the Indian tribe and what was it? The Algonquin or whatever it was. Algonquin. Yeah. Algonquin. Okay. Well, apparently they were very skilled in surviving in, in their, in the wilderness and the cold and all that type of shit. He worked as a local guide for the mounted police. Now in 1878, he took his family into the woods. The next time he was seen, was in the spring of 1879. He claimed that all of his family, his wife, and six children died of starvation during the winter. (laughs) Weird. Yeah. Well, the police noticed. They were like, hey, Swift Runner. You're pretty chunky. Yeah, you don't look like you skipped any meals, dude. So, being curious, they went out and they actually found his campsite. And it was fucking horrific. It was full of delicacies. They found his entire family, and they literally they found bones, literally picked fucking clean. He was a hungry boy. And some of the bones he even broke open and dug all the marrow out of it and ate the marrow. It was a rough winter. It fucking Damn. would have to be to eat your own goddamn family. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I told you, cannibals are nothing to fuck with. And then they ended up confronting him, and instantly he folded and was like, yeah, I killed and ate him. But he claimed that he was possessed by the Wendigo. And he turned 15 feet tall and ran into the woods? No, then they they just took him and they fucking hung him. He's like, yeah, it was me. Just takes off running. (laughs) Catch me if you can. That reminds me of Pick of Destiny. <laughs> That's my favorite. Oh, no, dude, it's so awesome. Come here and let me stab you. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Not at all. But, yeah, that that's what I was able to find on the Wendigo. And, like I said, I wish I could find more encounters of people who have actually seen it. I know I've read them somewhere, but I can't fucking find them anymore. I've read stories of people looking out their window and seeing these tall, lanky, ashy white creatures stalking around their house and shit like that and it's fucking horrifying and the fact that they can mimic voices is utterly terrifying because oh dude if i if terrifying if i was in a cabin out in the woods on vacation and i'm just say i'm just sitting out on the front porch right just chilling out yeah night drinking some coffee i don't drink coffee but i am in this scenario flashback scenario flash forward scenario right if you hear your kid calling for help in the woods you, you you're not even going to question it 
No, not You're at all. You're just going to go and get murdered. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, because no matter what, even if I'm packing, I ain't got silver bullets. No. At all. How you I mean, fight the ice when to go? I mean, per, I mean, it, it's a, it's definitely a credible source. Per Supernatural, if you just throw fire like Molotov cocktails at it, it will kill it. Oh, that's it. much more accessible than a silver bullet. Yeah, I agree. And if Sam and Dean can do it, I mean, Jesus. Jimmy Dean? The sausage guy? Yeah, the sausage dude. Yeah, Hell yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember an account I read. I don't remember what it was from, but it was a Wendigo story. I'm pretty sure it was fictional, but I can't back it up. But the story is where the Wendigos would take people from the cabins and they would just run with them as fast as they can and eventually their shoes would wear off like you'd start out with footprints like a person running and then the shoes would wear off and then their feet would start to wear off so the footprints would turn into like bloody footprints where their feet are wearing and it would just as they keep going it would wear up past the ankles then past the knees and eventually the wendigo would just drag them into nothing and when Kyle told me that they could also be possessed it made me think that maybe my brain as a kid was reading it wrong and maybe they were possessed and running on their own to Probably. the point to where they just wore themselves into nothing Probably. and disappeared. Which but is fucking creepy. Stuck. I wish I remember what book it was. I read so much weird shit as a kid. I don't even, I don't even remember. <laughs> weird ass kid. But I mean, the, the Wendigo, the Wendigo lore is heavy up North and it wouldn't, you know, that would make sense that their skin is ashy cause they're, they stick to the deep cold they just woods. Blend in. Oh, not to change the subject, but I just wanted to shout out, an artist shout out. Uh, yeah. We shouted him out before. We're going to shout him out again. Uh, Jamie Snell. Check him out on For social sure. media. Um, just Google him and he'll show up. He does some amazing artwork, and a lot of it pertains to Native American folklore. Yeah. I posted it up a few times. Kyle bought some awesome prints from him, and yeah. it is dope. Yeah, whenever we get rich and get a new stoop like podcast room his artwork's going up in there for sure hell yeah because it is dope i've got a a skinwalker one a wendigo one and then native chiefs wearing like mothman pelts pelts yeah, and dope. it's fucking cool it's yeah. really cool shit it's all black white and red so it all i don't know it just looks amazing yeah if you guys want some awesome native american slash cryptozoology artwork for your walls hit him up yeah it's cheap print. too it's like 10 bucks 10, especially now bucks. i know he um a lot of his revenue and such comes from going to cons yeah cryptic cons and stuff and with the way everything's shut down now i'm sh i'm positive there none of them are going on so get online and order some prints from him help him out yeah for sure and like i said they're worth it they're awesome prints yeah they're fucking dope yeah, that's that's about it. That'll wrap it up for the old Wendigo. Right on. Yeah, so, so if there's anybody of the native background or anybody who's encountered one, please hit me up. I'm. It's something that me and Steve obviously like. We're definitely into the Wendigo. We need to find more places with some information on it so we can revisit right. this again. Hell yeah. So on that note, make sure to tune in next week for the second part of Olivia's story and we will be bringing you I've got together a couple really fucking weird possible alien abductions great. that we're getting ready to record so tune fucking in and great. check them out um, until next time check us out at all our social medias Instagram Facebook Twitter YouTube at Hollow Sky Podcast come over and hang out with us and until the next time we hang out be safe Stay weird and always carry some silver bullets in case you run into fucking Wendigo. It's just what it is. And stay away from cannibals if you're in the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs>